a reading from the Gospel of Luke. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The word of the Lord. You may think that I didn't notice, but I did. I saw when the children, when the, the cherubs were singing your smiles and your encouraging looks. And I must say you would probably hear better sermons from this pulpit if you would do that during the sermon as well, okay? Which reminds me of what Tony Campolo, who's a Christian sociologist, and some of you are, may know of Tony Campolo. He has been a member of a predominantly African-American church for years and preaches there. I think he's considered to be one of the associate pastors. And he said he always knows when he's in trouble with the sermon because the women will start saying, help him, Jesus, help him, help him, Jesus. And he said it does help him. So, you know, if it gets kind of, kind of low, you might see if that would help any, okay? You know, we, we do romanticize the shepherds, don't we? We view them as good old boys from the Shenandoah Valley. But in reality, the shepherds were nobodies. They were low on the socioeconomic ladder. You know, it just never, ever would have occurred to them that they might end up as yard art in 21st century Northern Virginia. They were dirty. Baths were few and far between if they ever took one. Uneducated. I seriously doubt if you would invite them to your Christmas party. In fact, all of those associated with the birth, around the birth, immediately after it, were on the social, economic, and religious margins of the day, if not downright outside. Even, even the Magi, wealthy as they were, intelligent as they may have been, were outsiders. They were Gentiles. The shepherds were not only physically unclean, they were ritually unclean. Mary, a young teen from nowhere, Joseph, a carpenter, hardly the creme de la creme of Jewish society. 
However, it was to the shepherds and the shepherds alone that the birth of Jesus was announced, wasn't it? And what the shepherds did after they heard that announcement was their gift, their present to the Christ child. And what they did was to glorify and praise God according to the text for all that they had seen and heard, which is another way of saying proclaim the good news. So what can we learn from these shepherds? I think if we listen attentively and closely, we can learn a lot about how we are to live. We can learn about what God wants to do in our lives. You know, for one thing, you and I are, are always, we are visited by angels. And angels bring that word of assurance. And what is that word? It's always fear not, right? In one form or another, that is the word from angels. The angel comes to us and says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. That's what angels of God do. They bring us good news, not bad news. News that lifts us up, not puts us down. There may be a part of you this morning that needs to hear from an angel right here right now where you find yourself in life listen watch wait for the angel of God seeks to speak to you for yes all of us are visited by angels angels of God I've already experienced it from some of you. In whose life should you be an angel? Should you bring great news of great joy? Who has been an angel for you? Max Lucado tells the story of former senator and vice president Hubert Humphrey when he died. When he died, there was a large memorial service held for him in the rotunda of the Capitol. Old friends, colleagues, dignitaries, and adver adversaries came to say goodbye to their friend and colleague. There was one person who came, though, that was virtually uh, ignored by everyone. It was former President Richard Nixon, who'd gone through Watergate, as those of you who are old enough to remember, that awful day in our history was back in Washington for, if not the first, one of the first times since resigning. People were ignoring him. But then President Jimmy Carter came into the room, was about to be seated, and saw President Nixon by himself. He went over to him and with a big smile stuck his hand out to President Nixon and said, Welcome home, Mr. President. Welcome home. Newsweek magazine said if there was a turning point in Nixon's long ordeal in the wilderness, it was that moment and that gesture of love and compassion. Yes, we're all visited by angels, and sometimes it comes in ways that we don't expect when we least expect it. But watch, listen, wait. And when those angels, when the angel came that day, the shepherds responded to the good news with a faith that was willing to risk.
You see, risk is at the very center of faith. If there is no risk, there is no faith. And the angel announced that to the shepherds that a Savior was born in Bethlehem. Now, now how would they respond? I mean, they're scared out of their wits. They thought they're all alone out there minding their own business. And this happens. What were they going to do? My fear is for us, is that we've become so accustomed, we've become so accustomed to this story of the advent of Jesus that it really doesn't move us anymore. It's all about the children who haven't lived as long as we have, who aren't as cynical as we are, who aren't as jaded as we are. It's for them. But the shepherds, What did they decide to do? Let's check it out. They didn't know what they would find there. They hoped that what the angel had said was true, but they never would have found out if they hadn't gone to check it out for themselves. And they began to put one foot in front of the other. That's what faith looks like. They weren't sure what they would find. You see, you know the difference, don't you? between a tour and a pilgrimage? You ever been on a tour? You pay your money, you pack your suitcase, and you're good to go. Because you know what time the train, the bus, the plane, whatever, what time it leaves, when you've got to be there, you know where your first stop is going to be, you know where you're going to have dinner, you know where you're going to sleep, you know what tours you're going to go in, and you know when you're going to get back home. Not a lot of decisions to be made. That's a tour. You know what a pilgrimage looks like? No. Because there are all kinds of decisions to be made. And you don't know the end from the beginning. The end could be a surprise. That's the nature of a pilgrimage. That's the nature of a pilgrimage of faith. And so they set out. They set out not knowing for sure what they would see. So what are we going to do? If we say we are followers of Jesus Christ, if we have given our heart and our life to Jesus Christ, we say, I want to follow him. I want to follow his will for my life. I want to learn from him. But make no mistake, such a commitment is risky business because following this risen Christ leads us into uncertainty. That's the nature of faith. This Jesus can ask us to be generous when we don't want to be. Following this Jesus can lead us into situations where we would just as soon not go. If we follow this Jesus, we're never going to be quite sure what he's going to want us to do, what he's going to want us to say, what he's going to want us to give, or where he may want us to go. And the only way we can discover this is to begin to put one foot in front of the other following him the best we can, and when we fall, and we will. And if you say you haven't, either you're lying or you're totally unaware. We all fall if we try to follow. All we can do is allow him to pull us up again, dust us off, and keep stumbling forward best we can. He told his son to go to the barn, I need something, but dad... It's dark, and I'm afraid of the dark. I can't see the barn from here. Here's a lamp. 
Hold it up. Tell me what you can see. Well, I, I, I see a tree. Well, go to that. Gets to the tree. What do you see now? Oh, I see a fence. Well, we'll go to that. Got to the fence. What do you see now? Well, I, I, I see a big bush. Well, we'll go to that. And so a few more times, he moves out into the darkness. And finally, he says, oh, I see the barn. That's what faith looks like. We move out into the darkness with just enough light for the next step. We do not go empty-handed because the light of the world promises never to leave us nor forsake us. But he asks us to move out with the light that we have, not knowing necessarily the end from the beginning, but believing that he will show us the way. That's what faith looks like. That's what the shepherds did that day. That's what you and I are asked to do. The shepherds went, they saw, they believed, but they didn't leave it there, did they? For faith is also giving joyful witness. It's proclaiming the good news. They went out telling everybody they saw. And you know that's what the church of Jesus Christ needs. That's what McLean Baptist Church needs. Person, persons giving witness to how Jesus Christ has touched your life. By words, but also by deeds. The story goes that in 78 A.D., an old man was sitting outside his hut near a town called Bethlehem, not far from Nazareth. A teenage boy came running up to him and said, Ishmael, I'm Ishmael, I just heard, I just heard that you were one of the, the shepherds on the, on the hill many years ago when Jesus was born. Tell me, tell me, what did he look like, Ishmael? Did you see his parents? Was it crowded? Tell me all about it. played with his scraggly white beard and his eyes became wet with tears and his lips began to tremble. I, I was with those shepherds. I was there on the hill that night. But I was so busy taking care of the sheep that I didn't bother to go and look. I never saw him. God Help us not to be too busy that we fail to go and look. That we fail to experience the greatest gift ever given to humankind. God save us. God save us from failing to go and share the good news. Come, let's continue the journey to Bethlehem together. And kneel in wonder and in worship. Yes, the angel has come with good news. Go, see, believe, and then leave proclaiming the good news. Thanks be to God.